You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. Hey, it's vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveler in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, folks. We are here to talk about some amazing Doctor Who. It's 2020 already. Doctor Who has been with us back as a new series since 2005. But we thought, wouldn't it be kind of cool to do last decade of Doctor Who? So this will include the whole Matt Smith era. This will include the whole Capaldi era. And this will also take care of Jodie Whittaker's era so far of Doctor Who up to present time. And we're doing this as a Facebook Live. So we're calling this our 12 favorite episodes of Doctor Who of the past decade. It should be a blast. And we got some great people here to talk about it. You know, I'm here in my TARDIS. And of course, as always, we have Mr. Mike Gordon with us. Howdy. And Mary Ogle is with us once again. Everybody, it is great to be here. Yeah, I'm slowly seeing that I am fading away into the TARDIS. You are, you are terrifying. I'm, I guess <laughs> guess my past is you know catching up with me, and somebody rewrote my history or something. So <laughs> or I'm, fa- I'm, I'm fading away. Rewrote a quarter of your history. So we also want to um, say hi to Shirley Wentlock Hot is joining us for the first time. Um, I, Hello, welcome to the show. Pleasure. It's really wonderful to finally Thank have you up you. here. We were supposed to have you up here, I think, what, about a year ago or so. And I think schedules got messed up. Or October yeah. a year ago. Yeah. And so it's been a bit. But I met Shirley in this town up in upper New York State in the Hudson Valley. And a town called Beacon, New York. I was just wandering the street and I saw Doctor Who stuff on the front of the store, at storefront. And it was just amazing. And I had to see what this was. And Shirley greeted me right at the door. And she was like, welcome to the Pandorica. And it was awesome. <laughs> it was an amazing place. So tell us about the Pandorica. Well, the Pandorica came about obviously due to my tremendous fandom for the, for the show, but basically through um, having to change the, the environment. We, we were a, a restaurant previous to this that was uh, outdated. So I felt I had to bring it into the present. And I guess we went a little bit further. We went into all time zones and uh, I created the Pandorica and we've been uh, 
inundated with Doctor Who fans from all over the world. It's been a fantastic experience. Uh, we serve all sorts of um, interesting items on the menu. Uh, we have, uh, in, in homage, I guess, to a few of the characters, we have Madame Vastra Clever Boy, which is a po' boy, and it's made with alligator because she is a reptile. We have Sally Sparrow Duck Salad, and that's Ledworth Duck, comes from Amy Pond's hometown. Oh, awesome. And uh, <laughs> that is awesome. Things like uh, Satan's Pit of Pierogies, because they're nice and spicy. And of course, fish fingers and custard done both ways. Real fish for an appetizer and uh, fresh uh, batter dipped French toast for a dessert. They look like fish, but it's really not. And they both come with custard. And the whole menu is chock full of things like that. So we love playing with the titles and names and Oh, it is wonderful. Even everything in your restaurant is all Doctor Who themed, including the bathroom, which is just, it's awesome. It is really awesome. So how long has the Pandorica been in business in Beacon? Well, our anniversary is coming up on the 7th of July. It'll be six years because we opened 7-7-14. Uh, we hope to be open by then. We're, we're shooting for next weekend for the 25th, 26th weekend um to open up in phase three here in new york and uh, we'll see how that goes and we're going to do a uh celebration anniversary celebration the date has not been fixed yet i'm still working on that i just want to make sure that everything goes smoothly that we make it comfortable for everybody and, and healthy and safe so i, I didn't want to throw together an event even though it'll be social distancing and reservation only, I didn't want to throw something together that I wasn't sure how I was going to pull off. So stay tuned for that uh, excitement because that'll be coming probably closer to the end of July. And we'll see how that goes. That is wonderful. I've been wondering how you guys were going to be doing throughout the whole, you know, Corona and, you know, being shut down. I know New York. Well, I was open for curbside and takeout up until uh, the end of May. So um, Memorial Day was our last day open for business. I wanted to close so I could read to the restaurant and bring it up to the codes. Oh, sure. So we haven't been since June 1st. So, you know, I've seen, you know, pictures on your Facebook page about some Doctor Who celebrities have stopped by there. And, you know, and I know you go to a lot of the cons also. And so do you mind talking about that a lot? Well, um, one of my favorites is uh, because I love Long Island Who. It's Who-centric. You don't have to worry about all the um, other fandoms. Not that I don't have other fandoms. I do. But if I'm going to a Doctor Who um, convention, I want it to be all Who all the time. And they have a three-day event usually in, uh, I think, guess Veterans Day weekend, November, usually in November. Lots of fun. Go there every year. And they are basically um, classic who. Mm-hmm. They go back to the old, the history. Um, and their stars, their celebs that they get are a lot from classic who and a few from, you know, modern day who. Sure, sure. Um, I've done um, New York Comic Con. Eh, it's too crowded for me. It just gets to be a little overwhelming. Right. We had our own Pandora Con this year scheduled. Oh. Uh, we had it scheduled for March 28th and 29th. Ooh. And of course, on March 15th, we got shut down. So we had Paul, we had, um, John, no, 
that was someone else. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the celebrities that I've had here doing things. I'm trying to remember. Oh, Russ Mullen. We had, he was Game of Thrones and the silence. We were having him there. Nice. Um, I was having April 6th. I was doing a tea with Paul McGann and that got canceled. So we'll have to reschedule that. And I just came back from a cruise, a Doctor Who cruise, which many people don't know even exists. And that was probably the best time I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, wow. That was, was, yeah, it was 10 days with, there was 50 of us, 40 um, passengers and 10 celebrities. And you were with them 24-7 if you wanted to be. They they were just there as people with you on, on the excursions, at dinner, on the deck, at the bar, at the shows. You were just hanging out with them all day long. And that was on a Royal Caribbean. So out of all of the, 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 the amount of people, there was 50 of us that was just, it was like family. It was brilliant. It was absolutely marvelous. Oh, that sounds, that sounds it, great. It really Amazing. does. It really, we, who was there? Michael Troughton. Um, you had the Valiant there. That was Michael, um, Jason. Um, you had, um, oh, God, uh, Fraser Hines, Sylvester McCoy. Oh, wow. Um, Simon Becker. Dorian uh, um, Moldovar. Uh, Simon Fisher Becker. Mm-hmm. He was there. I mean, there were so many people there. It was absolutely wonderful. Oh, that sounds like it was a great, great trip. I'm, je- I'm, yeah. I'm jealous, truthfully. You <laughs> know, do. Well, oh, they do. it's been going on for 20 years, and hopefully they will continue once, you know, they're able to. So I suggest everybody come. The more people we have, the bigger celebrities can come. That's true. But, you know, hey, Sylvester. Just like and, any other country. You know, you get the seventh doctor, you have Jamie, you you know, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's just it's just wonderful with that. And it's just great. So we always ask when people join us for the first time, who is your doctor? My original, I'm going to go into two of them because my original favorite, I started with William Hartnell, but he was never my favorite. My favorite was Patrick Trout. Okay. Yay. So uh, I was thrilled to be on the <laughs> We're Patrick Troughton fans. <laughs> my, yes, we love Patrick. You are Trouton oh, fans? God, yes. He's, yes. he's, he's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. The, uh, my modern era is Capaldi, hands down. Really? I'm a Capaldi fan. Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I love Matt Smith. I love David Tennant, but hands down, Capaldi's my favorite. I could understand that, and I loved how he got past Dr. Angry Eyebrows, so it's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Oh. Yeah, now that my hair's all gray, I can play Capaldi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a couple of us here can, so I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I do, I think that's pretty. That is pretty darn awesome, though. Um, so, how can people find the Pandorica? Uh, the Pandorica. Um, well, we we have a Facebook page, which is the Pandorica Restaurant. We have a web page, um, which is thepandoricarestaurant.com. We're on Twitter, the Pandorica Restaurant, and we're on Instagram, the Pandorica Restaurant. We try to be consistent. Sure, of course. <laughs> That, that's definitely so you can find us on many social media sites and google and you'll it'll take you right to us that is awesome because yeah we definitely you know we found you by accident you know and it's a, yes, and, as many do. and it's funny because beacon was one of the cities that um up in upper new york my uncle was suggesting that we look at to relocate to and 
as soon as we found your restaurant, I told Judy, it's like, this is where we're moving. We are so <laughs> moving. <to Phoenix." laughs> this is home. Uh, since you, since you've come up, uh, they have already built, I think it's like probably 10 apartment buildings, condos. Wow. Since then we, we are on, we're on the short list of, um, vacations, you know, from the city. Right. Of course. Uh, because we're only an hour and 15 minutes train ride up from Grand Central. Right, because you're on the main line. And because um, we're on the main yeah. line. Beacon is a main station. And, uh, yeah, so we've been it, – it's it's a phenomenal city to be in. It's it's Half of Brooklyn is here, so it's not called Beacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we'll see lots of hipsters and everything. But it's fun. That is awesome. A lot of hipsters. But we've always been a tourist town because of the river, because of Pete Seeger. Right. Because of the Dia Museum, right. which is the largest modern art museum in the world we have here. So mm. we've always been the destination. No, exactly. And then Legoland is opening up across the river, so it'll be even better. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you know, if you have little kids or adults who are like kids, <laughs> you know, Legoland is perfect. <laughs> so that is awesome. Yeah, Beacon is great. They have, it's very artsy. It's very creative. And, you know, that's one of the things we loved about it. And we definitely will be back. So it'd be great. And thank you for joining us for this wonderful. Oh, my pleasure. And everything. And thank you for the invite. Oh, please. It's like, anytime you want to come on the show, all you have to do is, Hey Mike, can I come on tonight? So it's awesome. <laughs> So the way we're going to do this, folks, tonight is that we are going to uh, be talking about our, you know, 12 favorite episodes of Doctor Who. We're not going to do 12 each because then that would be like a three-hour show. Nobody wants that. It would be taking a lot. No, nobody wants that. So each one of us is going to do three episodes that we chose. And we're just going to do one at a time. So we're going to do round robin and, you know, folks at home who are writing in, Mike Gordon is actually keeping track of the people who are writing in and everything on Facebook Live. I see you all. He's watching you all. So, you know, basically we each have our list and, you know, he'll jump in between rounds and say, you know, what people are suggesting. And when you mentioned the episode that we're, you're picking, why? I want to know why you guys are picking this episode. Uh, and we're like I said earlier, we're going from the beginning of the Matt Smith era, which was basically 2010, all the way through Jody's season, which is 2020. And that includes specials, and that includes, you know, the shorts in, you know, that they did, you know, for the 50th anniversary. So this this is wide open, folks. We can, you know, talk on everything. And you can have some honorable mentions at the end. Is that fair? Because I'm sure we uh, we're going to have some. And, you know, I think we'll have our guest actually go first. Shirley, you're, you're, no. you know, la- ladies, <laughs> no, ladies let, first. Let, of elimination. <laughs> let everybody else go first and whatever's left over that's my favorite, I will. Okay. Uh, I th- jump in. I think that's fair. That. I know. It's, a, it's okay. okay. <clears throat> okay. So, all right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to let ladies still go first. Mary, all right. what is your first? First picked out of over the last 10 years. Well, I'm going to start out with one of my absolute favorites of all time, which is actually a two-parter, which is okay. uh, Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone. Oh, yes, very I good. Just, I love that two-parter. It's it's the river, it's river and the doctor at, at their best. 
um, trying to outdo each other, bantering, just having a great time. Um, oh, Dr. Sonic <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> which was just, which was just yeah, awesome. I mean, it's just, it's a fun, re it's a fun two-parter, but it's also great to, to get the relationship established, especially after that's the first one after the library. And uh, it's great to see her relationship with Amy start developing, especially when you look back on it, uh, because at, you know, at the time oh, you had well, no idea yeah. what was going on. But it's no, you you had no idea who River yeah, Song was. Yeah, exactly. At that time. I mean, even the callback with uh, when he he comes back to her and he doesn't have his jacket on, and it was such a big deal. Everybody was speculating about it. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> where's his jacket? Yeah. You have to trust exactly. me, Amy. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Amy and Doctor were very new at yes. that time, you know, and which was really cool. And, you know, and I love how Amy was figuring out the, trying to figure out the relationship between River and the Doctor. And she says, you two are married, aren't you? You know, <laughs> you're husband and wife. And the Doctor's like, no, 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 no. And that was, so, you know, and Matt, watching that when matt is so young that's that. actually the it's first funny. episodes they filmed because they filmed those first yeah. in the block before the 11th hour right and so it's... and already he embodies the doctor oh god yes oh yes completely. no that's a that's a great one to open with and i loved at the end of the first part when he had the flare gun yes. and he said everyone hold on and, he shoots up. and you <laughs> Everybody and their brother was like, oh, the doctor never shoots a gun. How how could they? You know, and it was just it was a like, fan, yeah, no. a fantastic cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. Fantastic cliffhanger. And it's one of those uh, ones where it's like a fantastic moment. Uh, like it's you know, that though, those doctor moments that and those lines that will uh, that just resonate with you forever. Like when he says, there's one thing you don't put in a trap. There's one thing you don't put in a trap. And it's like, hmm, what could he be thinking? Like me. And um, yeah. it's just a great line. Oh, God, yeah. There's a lot of great lines in that one. And, you know, when Amy had the sand pouring out of her eye. Uh, and there was, and, there yeah, was just... that was creepy. Or when the, when the angel is coming out of the screen. Oh, my God, yeah. Any image of the, of the an angel, angel is an angel. They set that right up right there. Yeah, it could have been like, you know, I was nervous because this is the first time we saw them, the Weeping Angels, after Blink, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. this is like a follow-up and you're like, well, were they a one-shot or are they good enough to be a recurring bad guy? And yet, uh, I, they, in this one, they're still really menacing. If they're, if not, they're even creepier, actually, yeah. than they are. Yeah. Oh, very much so. And you and you had something in this episode that was even more dangerous than an angel. You had the crack. Yeah, yes. And... <laughs> you had the crack. <laughs> you had the crack and they all disappeared. It was awesome. And that was great because they were playing with time and how everyone who, you know, got close to the glow of the crack vanished from the timeline. And that's where they really started. Yeah. I mean, and that's. I mean, that's terrifying if you think about it. Not You're not just vanishing. You're wiped from existence. You you never mm -hmm. existed. Yeah. Exactly. And that was just creepy as a... The doctor always remembers. Yes. Oh, of course. Of course the doctor does. So, 
And so, yeah, that I thought that was great. And then, you know, at the very end of the storyline, you know, with everything, Amy had so much built up inside of her and she, you know, came onto the doctor at the end of that and everything. It was just, and, you know, and Matt Smith's reaction was perfect after what we had with Tenet before that, you know, you know, the cute, handsome doctor who was a little too humid. This one was more, this doctor was more alien and such. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool. He had one of the best lines in that uh, in that episode, uh, towards the end when he when the angel has gotten a hold of the um, what did they call them the father the priest what did they call the soldiers back then? They weren't soldiers they were oh right because religious yeah, yeah, yeah. They were religious figures uh, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever when it, when the angel had the the, the captain by mm. the by the neck and the doctor says to him oh I would have loved to have known you better. And he turns around and says, I think so. You know me at my best. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm, exactly. That was one of my favorite lines. Yeah, he had to die because he was going to Game of Thrones. So it was perfect. <laughs> <you know. laughs> and he, but he, but, but he was a great character. He was a great Yeah, he great was because he wasn't. Yeah. He, he, he was gray. I mean, he wasn't black and white. He was not. Oftentimes in Doctor Who, mm-hmm. uh, military figures can turn into just just villains or just very one-sided very one note and and that's not how he was right. not at all and that was one of the that episode also had this in the second part one of the scariest scenes in doctor who ever when amy had to walk through the forest oh, yes. by herself with her eyes closed amy you've got to trust me you know listening to the doctor and you see these all these angels around her and it was just like ah, oh, i was just like yeah ah you know because the whole and you have to make them think that you can see exactly, exactly. Great first yeah. pick, Mary. Very good pick for that one. Yes. Uh, All right, Mr. Mike. Uh, well, I am going to sort of piggyback on that one since we're starting. Uh, since we're talking about Matt and we're talking about like we're going back to ten years. Uh, I'm going to go back to the first episode that uh, qualifies for this, which is the eleventh hour. Um, Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the best introductions of a doctor and companion uh, across the franchise. Uh, just the, the the story, the way that, uh, and a showrunner too, because uh, I think it's Moffitt's first uh, outing as a showrunner. Yep. Um, and it's just a great, like, you know, he's playing with time. The You know, he, he meets her as a little girl, comes back later. Um, we're introduced to Rory. Uh, it's just fun. Um, his, his, his doctor speech at the end uh, that he's, you know, the planet's protected. Um, it's just, it's just a lot of fun and it's a great first outing. Oh, I agreed. When he walks out of that hologram and goes, hello, I'm the doctor. Like, yep, exactly. you absolutely now run. <laughs> yes. And that every doctor has their doctor speech and that's Matt's. And it it's just it's just awesome. Sometimes it's not in the first episode that they do, but that was Matt's doctor speech when he became the doctor for me, and that was just it was just awesome. That's right away. Um, and uh, yeah, um, you know, I'm obviously it also you know has a food recipe that inspired <laughs> Shirley, so that makes that's a that's a plus as well. What would her restaurant be without that? Come on. <laughs> If it wasn't for that duck pond, you know, there would be no <laughs> Exactly. I 
just, I love the quirky character moments in it where the fish fingers and custard. I love the way he picks out his outfit. I mean, he's, it, mm -hmm. it's just, you right away, you know that, you know that he's the doctor, but he's also his own doctor, that he's got his own little, little traits. Mm -hmm. And you can, you sense what the, what his stories are going to be, and they're going to be fun. Yes. Yeah. And there's going to be comedy and there's going to be lightness, which you didn't necessarily get with the past two doctors. No. They were always great. But they were either dark or they were sorrowful or heartbroken or, but you knew that Matt Smith was going to be light and fun. Even with his serious moments, there was light and fun. Oh, and, and, exactly. and I think you can also tell, I mean, I think Matt's admit, admitted many times that his main influence doctor wise is Patrick Troughton. And you can oh, tell that right from the first outing as well. Oh, very yeah. much so. Because he always played a comedic, but then he turned it around just like Patrick right. Troughton did as the doctor. And that's what was one of the wonderful things about this episode was you saw it right away, even from the bit when, you know, he was programming, grabbing the guy's computer in his bedroom <laughs> yes. and said, you've got to clear your, your browsing <laughs> purpose. Clear that browsing <laughs> you know, exactly. Or Amy as the kissogram, yeah. you know, <laughs> and everything. And just, it was just awesome. And how spooky it was, you know, when you had, you know, Prisoner Zero. And, you know, how you, she couldn't even see the room the whole time. And it, that thing was in there with her. It was just awesome. And, it, it was, yeah, yeah, it was it, a good creep factor. I mean, not one of the best villains, but still the no, creep factor was there. Uh, it sets up, you know, the, the arc of with the, you know, with the, with the crack uh, right away. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we get a lot of stuff in there, a lot of stuff to unpack. And yet it still, I think, holds up as an individual story. So um, it's a great starter story. Yes. For Dr. Oh, very much so. Yes. Oh, very much so. One of the best, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I like this one better than Tenet's first one. And oh, everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, so, he slept the whole episode. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, I think I think it was a great introduction to the doctor, and it was, and what was awesome about it, also, truthfully, was this was a great hopping on point for somebody who has never seen the show before, because everything was new, a new doctor, new companion, new TARDIS, new showrunner, new, show, new showrunner, and it was just it was just go from there and literally it was it was wonderful for that and you know you yeah. even had the tension already between with the do doctor and rory and you know right from the very beginning and i love the scene when you see it from the doctor's point of view everybody's looking up at the you know the eyeball in the sky but except for rory who's taking a picture of one of his patients mm -hmm. you know right. and everything and you got to see that by the doctor's point of view, you never saw that again in the Moffat era, but you just saw it that one time. And that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And everything. All right. Um, Shirley. Okay. Well, let's stay with Matt Smith then. Okay. Um, there's a couple of them. I could stay with obviously uh, angels in Manhattan, which puts an end to the, to the story or go with, the, another beginning of Let's Kill Hitler, where we find out more history. And I love Let's Kill Hitler. Let's, because let's go with that one. It, it, was, it was funny. I mean, the, the, if you think about the situation that they're in, World War II Berlin, um, 
and you've got Hitler there, you've got, you know, it's not a funny situation. No. But they, they again, they, they brought humor to it, they, to, a, to a time that was devastating. Um, and you brought history to it with River. And you found out that all along that she named her daughter after her daughter, after Mel's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an incredible, you know, V8 moment. You know? <laughs> exactly. What? She's been here the whole time? <laughs> she, she'd been here the whole time because she always regretted that she never, well, in the future, again, well, I think this came right after Impossible Astronaut yeah. or after Demon's Run. I'm not sure. Um, this one came, you know, this was actually after Demon's it Run. It came after Run. Demon's Run. Because this, because was, the, this was when it came back. Because they used to do split the seasons yeah. in two. At that right. Point. So this was, yeah. So she already knew it was her mom. And she had said that she regretted, or she already knew she was River's mom, uh, not seeing her daughter grow up. But in reality, she did. Because it was Mel's. It was her best friend. Exa- no, very true. They grew up together. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so that's why that's one of the reasons I enjoyed it because you saw the growth of River. And you got to see Rory yeah. punch Hitler. Which Rory was awesome. put Hitler in the cupboard. <laughs> you got to see it, put him in the closet. Exactly. <laughs> and you got to see the, the when the penny dropped and Amy realized that Rory was in love with her throughout their whole childhood. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, so there was a lot of very, very sweet moments in a horrifying situation. <laughs> oh, very much so. And you got introduced to what did they call that? Like spaceship that was the robot. Uh-huh. Uh, you remember? Oh, that's a teletro- uh, yes, the Tesla. 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 Yeah. Which, which would seem very. Which was very important later. Yeah, yeah I was going to say it seems like a kind of cool one-off thing, but it it, 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 yeah. it makes a big difference it makes later a big on. Comeback. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a, oh, we'd already seen. One. We didn't realize we'd already seen one. And it's interesting. I, I suppose one should say, by the way, this show is filled with spoilers. <laughs> oh, they know. They know. Yeah. And because we've actually reviewed this episode on our podcast about a, about a year or two ago. And, oh, okay. and so, you know, we, they, we're spoiling the hell out of whatever we talk about tonight. So if you haven't seen it, folks, it's been on for like five years, six years now. So yeah, <laughs> you had time. So but um, it was it was a great great episode. Um, River was just on fire. Oh, Alex Kingston, and, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Love her. And she was set to kill the doctor. You know, this was, was her mission, and you know, her realizing how good of a man the doctor was, and that what he would sacrifice for his friends. And it was never going to be a gun for you, my dear. It was yeah. always going that, to be a gas. Exactly. <laughs> it, and it was, it's like, what is this thing with spoilers? You know, I loved yeah. it. it. It was just, it was just great. It, I could definitely understand why you definitely picked that one for your first round. That's good. I like it. My first one. Darn, I have a couple of different ones, but I'm going to go with the doctor's wife. And, okay. you know, that is truthfully one of my favorites of the new series uh, written by Neil Gaiman, um, his first shot out uh, writing Dr. Who. And it was, it was a love letter to Dr. Who. And it was just great. Um, from the very first scene um, where they introduce, you know, Idris and, 
you know, is this going to hurt? Oh yes, it's going to hurt. Yeah. You know, and it was just great. You know, every line from that, you know, was just beautiful, you know, Oh, you know, there's, you know, it's just like, it's just like kissing. It's just like fighting, but there's, there's not, there's always a winner, you know, something like that. And it, it was just, it was just awesome. And, you know, you had, you know, a little bit of Gallifrey and, lore introduced with the cubes uh with the person personalities and you know big brother and you also had aunt and uncle it was it was just really really it was scary as heck you know and this was just another episode where they had to kill Rory <laughs> once again yes poor know? Rory <laughs> <laughs> you know so but but those scenes you know you got to see some of the interior of the TARDIS and it was you had the round things at least you know so which was always nice and it was just a lot of fun with it and you also got to see the old control room and you know the de- that's when they were saying about the, they had talked about the desktops before in the peter davison crossover with uh david Tennant, why there's all these different control rooms and how they look and stuff but they were going you know you got to see the ninth and tenth doctor's control room again and it was it was just awesome you know and i loved it when you know and you had michael sheen as the the voice voice of the (laughs) and which was it, it was just awesome it was it is a great story that one is one I can watch over and over again and not be tired of seeing Yeah, it's, it's another story where it's the relationship that's the forefront. It's the relationship between the Doctor and the TARDIS. And humanizing the mm-hmm. TARDIS in that way is just such a stroke of genius. That's a brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And of course, she had common sense things to say. Uh, Rory didn't understand. But of course, it was her words that introduced you to River right. anyway. Because the only water in the forest is the river mm-hmm. yes which meant absolutely nothing what's this kind of <laughs> gibberish going on exactly because <laughs> it's true because you still at this point you didn't know who river was you didn't know who river and was. you also you know because it was and actually that wasn't even the real amy at that point she was the she copy was amy already, it was the copy that was already yeah that was already the yeah, copy amy exactly and so that that made it even doppelganger. the doppelganger and so it was like there was just all these different things going on in the story. And it was, it was just so wonderful. It was really wonderful. And I loved, you know, when she said, you know, you did, you didn't steal me. I, I stole you. And it was like, it was my choice. And the same, and then the same line, you know, when he said, you never took me where I needed to go. I said, no, but I took you where you needed to be. And it was just, I, yeah. Those lines were just, it was, I know I didn't get it right, but you know, yeah, that's okay. you know, but you know, you know, we're not good on memorization here. We you just, never, you never you know, took me where I wanted well, to yeah, go. I, I, I guess, yeah. Right. I guess I'm a little bit more one up on the exact lines of things because we watch it here at the Pandorica. Ah. So we ah. have it on, you know, if we were here 24 seven, it would be on 24 seven. So from the moment that we, we come in to the moment we shut the door, we're playing Doctor Who. Which is wonderful. And so we, we've cycled. Oh, it's wonderful. We cycled through them so many times. I've seen the episodes 50 to 100 times. So when you come up with, anybody comes up with an episode, I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, I've got that one. I know that head. one. I'll just right. play it you, again. You got it I there. Know that one. Yeah. 
No, and that to- that totally makes sense. And that's what's great about Doctor Who is it's so memorable. And you know, oh, this is this episode. I know this just from one scene. You know, oh, this is what happens here. But you always find something, not always, I mean, not as many times as I've seen it, but if you see it three, four, five times, you'll find something new in it every oh, time. Oh, yeah. Well, 50 times you may not. Oh, you may. You know, but, but your parents need to find something that. new in most of them if you see them over and over again. Mm-hmm. When I saw Vincent and the Doctor, and I'd seen it a hundred times because it's one of the favorites that people ask for, it took me forever to realize that Amy's vase of sunflowers was actually sitting on the table next to the fireplace. I'd never noticed that before. And then one day I was like, oh my God, there's the vase of sunflowers that he painted. That's awesome. Uh, you just, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's wonderful when you could do that with Doctor Who. So that was my pick. We finished the first round, folks. Really? We finished the first round. We do have some, I don't know if you've been paying attention, we do have some comments. Uh, we've got Alan, of course, uh, from, uh, you know, uh, the recent uh, virtual uh, Hulanta that uh, he sponsored, which was a great fun. Uh, Alan says, all right, y'all, enough Matt Smith. Time to pick a Capaldi episode. Oh, yeah, we're going there. Don't, don't worry, worry. Alan. I've <laughs> got, got one it. lined up. Don't worry, Alan. We got it. Uh, uh, and Mark Heffernan uh, is still on Matt Smith. He said, for Matt Smith, I really enjoyed Asylum of the Daleks and A Town Called Mercy. Oh, cool. Uh, and Sharon Reed said Vincent and the Doctor was a good episode with Matt Smith. So, oh, very a cool. More Matt Smith picks, and uh, yeah. So, well, Asylum of the Daleks was awesome because they totally surprised us and introduced us to Jenna Coleman. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a play girl yeah. with, and it's like, wait a minute, that's the new companion. What is she doing? <laughs> you know. and they kept it a secret. Yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, they they did yeah. great with that and everything. And I think we were at Dragon Con when that you know aired and so everyone was like oh did you see what happened i haven't seen it yet i haven't seen it (laughs) and so it was pretty awesome and you know the town called mercy was great because i'm convinced the doctor already knew what happened to rory and it did seem like he did yeah yeah and like he was going back to you know do further adventures where he could with them because they were already gone Mm -hmm. because the angel story so those are great great picks great picks yeah and we've we've talked about vince and the doctor and our love for that episode ad nauseum almost <laughs> oh, that, that actually was the other one i was gonna do i had i had choice right there so it was either doctor's wife or vincent and the doctor so awesome um let's go on to the second round if you guys are ready um mikey you gotta go first this time well i am going to go i'm gonna go uh Oh man, you know what? Um, uh, I'm going to go Capaldi just to please Alan. And, and since we're uh, since been been, uh, be, there's more Matt Smith goodness uh, that I have on my list. But uh, I am going to um, pick for me, which was the highlight of the Capaldi era, which is Heaven Sent. Yeah, oh God, yeah, one. it's on my list. Um, uh, Heaven Sent, um, you know never before had we seen uh, a story or an episode that featured just the doctor like by himself with very, I mean, we'd seen episodes with just the doctor, but he always interacted with somebody, you know? Uh, And here it's just Peter Capaldi. Uh, And the whole episode is on his shoulders. And uh, it's just an amazing, amazing episode. It's well-written. It's intense 
uh, and Capaldi is, shows why he got the job. <laughs> you oh, know, <laughs> he's uh, he's absolutely amazing in it, um, and it's it's really fun. I, I, I like that one a lot. Um, and I believe, uh, yeah, that one was uh, directed by uh, Rachel Talalay, which is one of my favorite directors as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just all around great, you know. I mean, the follow up you know, hell bent and, you know, it, the middle of that stuff with uh, Clara and everything is kind of, I don't want to say it brings it down, but there's a lot of baggage there. So you can't, it's, it's hard to watch heaven sent just by itself without, you know, with those pieces there, but um, it's still an amazing achievement for Dr. Who. Oh, it was a beautiful episode. It really was. And the, the talking and how he's figuring everything out and, you know, just seeing like when he, with the water and all the skulls that are down there in the lake just shows, you know, after you see the episode, of course, how long he's been there. Cause those are his right. skulls all down there. And it's, it's just, it's just amazing. Well, it's, it's interesting and, because, why, sorry, go ahead. Really? Why did he use the shovel to help break the wall mm-hmm. instead of his fist? I mean, his fist is a little more delicate <laughs> than a shovel. That he had in his hands. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just I always wondered why he didn't just take that with him. Mm-hmm. Never, Doctor never <laughs> yeah. takes the easy way out. Yeah, well, that's actually <laughs> I was going to say something like that because it was that was the kind of episode where he could have. There was different ways he could have played that, different emotions he could have used, and a lot of people might have. But he, yeah, a, a lot of people might have thought, well, I, I should use desperation because I'm just trying to escape mm-hmm. from this this loop I'm in but he never does he it's just like stubbornness sheer stubbornness it's like I am not gonna give up I am just gonna keep no. doing and this and that's what's wonderful and that's what made it great was just him constantly going through because you when you first see it you think it's his first time going through and it's just like over and over and each time it's almost more painful to watch and everything and it is and it's great because it's to the doctor it's his first time but to us it's just like again (laughs) and damn the time lords for putting him in there you know i think it also says something too about i mean looking at it if you took it on a level of uh you know because he just lost clara and there's this sort of the the very stages of grief that he goes through as well that he's working through as he's trying to trying to figure out what's going on and get out of there i think is is something that you can look at um and and take take to heart too mm-hmm. well exactly the longest shiver i've yeah. ever seen <laughs> <laughs> well you know he didn't have any mirrors open so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> they were all covered so it's okay <laughs> but yeah it was it was a great story and you know i think somebody told me you know the doctor was in there for thousands of years Mm -hmm. and everything and does that count as his psych how old he is or does it you know because it's each time it's a new one so or does it just count as once you know but wasn't it like Seven billion. Yeah, it was yes, incredibly long like, yeah. time. I mean, yeah. something some, I don't think it's number. Yeah. Yeah. It was some number was just like off the yeah. charts. Yeah, off the charts completely. Exactly, but yeah. yeah. But it would take that long for a fist to go through mm-hmm. a mountain of diamond. Oh, you think? 
Definitely. Yeah. But I think yeah. he Definitely. used his fit because he kind of, I guess, <laughs> because he kind of wanted to hurt himself at that point. He's like, yeah. I need That's to feel. Exactly right. Probably. Yeah. I need yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. He he was out of frustration, you know, and pain and everything, and that's why he punched it, and you know, and that's when whatever the thing in the cloak was. And and they said that Capaldi didn't have any feeling, you know, that he was just crotchety and old and 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 lacked feeling. But his love for Clara was so evident, and not in love like like tenant. No, it was uh, not that kind of relationship. Pure, pure familial love, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, a daughter, a niece, a, a friend. I mean, it was just, it was just beautiful to watch. The, I loved Clara in the Capaldi era more than I did in any other. Um, okay. I, I felt she had her purpose with Matt Smith. She, um, I always thought she felt herself a little too uh, on peer with Matt, you know, with the doctor, which of course, how could she be? But then she was the impossible girl. Right. So she did save the doctor's life. So she had some reason to feel the way she did. But I, 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 I thought it was a little cheeky. Mm-hmm. I really did. And I just felt that the role with Capaldi was, was a much sweeter role. Okay. You know? See, I, I have to disagree a little bit. And I'm sorry to, I'm sorry I- to say it. But, um, <laughs> you know, with, I always felt like I think she became a worse person when she was with Capaldi because she wanted to become the smartest person in the room and she wanted to become the doctor basically and you saw that in a couple of the different episodes that she was in and and that's what eventually cost her life when you know she thought the doctor was going to be able to save her after she took the mark of the crow or whatever they called it and you know and but her trying to be the smartest person backfired and that's what happened and then i thought it was a cop-out that when they sent her off across the universe with me yeah well i don't know you could look at it that way or you could look at it at she she really looked up to the doctor he was a father figure to her and she wanted to emulate him and she wanted to be like him Mm -hmm. rather than be the doctor instead of him she wanted to just make him proud type of I, i guess it's just you know, how you relate to things. Oh, sure, of course. Uh, no, and that's totally yeah. awesome. I could totally see where you're, where you're coming from. And, you know, that she idled the doctor enough that she wanted to be just like him. Kind of similar right. to what they were do, trying to do with, I think we, I think we once said with uh, the seventh doctor and ace a little bit in some ways. Right. Where he was grooming her to become a time lord and everything. So, so it's very interesting to see. All right. Very good choice. Very, very good choice. All right. Mary. All right. I'm also going, I'm going to take us to the end of the Capaldi era and the two-parter rolled enough in time. The doctor falls. How can that not be on the list? (laughs) It's just the Cybermen (laughs) are scary again. It's really scary. Yeah. Maybe scarier than yes. they've ever been. I mean, the whole mm-hmm. Bill getting turned into a Cyberman is the most horrifying thing <laughs> I think I've ever seen. Well, right at the very beginning of that episode, she gets shot right through the chest. <laughs> yes. It's like, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they are, they're playing it hardcore there. And it's and mm-hmm. just the time it takes for him to get the Bill. And you know that uh, she, she's not safe where she is. 
and it's mm -hmm. and the reveal of the master oh that was awesome oh brilliant. that was awesome and, and, and not not missy right. but the, the john, john sim yeah the redemption of the john sim master I think. yes yeah. oh very much so and the arrogance of the doctor comes up again. Oh, very much of so. Of him having to tell the whole story of him being the doctor and how he's going to save everyone. And while he's talking, right. Bill gets shot. Yep. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, just don't don't be he got ahead of himself. He got, you know, he got yeah, ahead of himself. Oh, very much and so. It, that was unfortunate. And that it happens to him because he's that old. And Matt Smith did it and David Tennant did. I mean, they all, they all do it. did it yeah. in their own way. Yeah. So this was this was the point where Capaldi had done it. Oh yeah. And that was yeah. I, I think Tennant did it in Water of Waters of Mars. Um Matt Smith, I I forget he had an episode also. I think um Stolen Planets, I think he had his moment of, you know. That was Matt Smith. No, that, that was no, Tennant. No, that was still Tennant. That was still Tennant. Right. I'm sure there was a Matt Smith oh, episode. Oh, I'm with. sure there was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely but sure. But yeah, that, it was like, come on, Doctor. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, 30 seconds less talking, we wouldn't have this happening. <laughs> oh, and it, it was a perfect wrap-up to the season, too. You know, because the, the Doctor throughout the whole season was trying to redeem Missy. Yes. And you know, and it's, and, it's a satisfying you know, ending. I mean, even though Missy dies oh, God, in the yeah. end, it's it's you you have a feeling that that he may have succeeded. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, very much so. And you know, and it 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 was really awesome. You know the the conversations between Missy and the Master were awesome. just awesome. They were they played off each other well, and it was neat because you were able to see the Cybermen evolve through this yes. episode because of the different time, you know, cha changing through because, and that was brilliant how they did that with you know, like closer to the black hole it moved slower, mm -hmm. yep, and you know at the top it was faster and it was it was just great, and Nardo had his. Uh, moments in this and i think you know i think we all said it that we ate our hats because we were so scared that matt lucas was going to be horrible and he was not season. at all yeah. he yeah. was really no good. he was brilliant and he, re he really yeah. shows it in this episode i mean mm -hmm. there's such great performances in this episode and it's, it's a real mm -hmm. showcase so. for bill too you know, oh no. god yes yeah pearl yeah, is she awesome. really was she yep and i like i like to throw out all I, I thought she was a brilliant companion and i was really really sorry to see her her run end although we knew from the beginning she was only doing one season mm -hmm. but it was it was nobody knew how she was going to go out right but it was just very sad that you know she was a great companion. yeah she really was very she's one of my favorites <laughs> well yeah. and it was interesting because you know knowing that she was just one and done that you know it was going to be all right what are they going to do with it and they they took what happened to um souffle girl to the next level by making you know you know pearl <laughs> exactly <laughs> pretty much her fries yeah chips yeah. chip girl yeah, yeah. girl we have them on the we now have a bill chips <laughs> awesome <laughs> that, that is great 
but yeah, and and that's what's awesome about it was, you know, you had that, and to see, you know, to her, she sees herself as still human, but then you saw her on the outside, and she was Cyberman, and it was it was so well done, and you know, no, I'm me, I'm still here, and you know, and you know, it's all electronic. That's why everyone's fearing her, and you know, and it was it was just great. Scary. I think Moffat was a brilliant, brilliant showrunner and writer. Uh, I think he brought things to Doctor Who um, that that I, I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of Moffat haters out there. And I thought the complexity that he brought to it was just wonderful. On, on the two levels that you watched the show, you could watch it as a one-off type of thing and not realize there was this sub-story going on that was being pulled throughout the whole series I, I just thought he was brilliant at that and you know he, he always had an, an underlying message and I would think going back to what you said that Bill had her own self-image that she saw that other people didn't mm-hmm. you know so uh, I just say he was brilliant. I, I, I absolutely agree then- I call myself a Moffat fangirl I thought he, he was a, a, yeah. a brilliant writer I think he started to get tired near the end and and he slipped a little bit, well, but, also but overall, fandom fandom was turning against him. Yeah, remember. and I think also, that was very yeah. unfair. Mm-hmm. No, agreed. Of course it was. Well, they they're not anymore, though. A lot of them, well, uh, yes. a lot of them have changed their well, minds. Well, because yeah, they saw <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. but also, which I had high hopes for. Oh, yeah. But but because of his, he knew Jody from uh, Broadchurch and. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew Doctor Who from writing a few episodes, so you would think that his first, his second season, way I better agree. than the first season. Oh, un- undoubtedly, yeah. I have a couple of those. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in a few. But, but, <laughs> but I mean, for Moffat to come in and do a first season where you know who the Doctor is right away, you know who the companions are right away, and he's not really worked with them before on the level that Chibnall did with Jodie Whittaker, you, I expected that kind of relationship that he would have her fleshed out Mm -hmm. and have her character done because he knows her and he knows what she's capable of. She's a brilliant actress. She's a great comedian. She can play the roles if it's written for her. But the fact that it wasn't was extremely disappointing. I absolutely agree. It's the right. Jody was never the problem. It's the writing that failed her. Never. Very much so. We've always said that each episode we've reviewed and, you know, it's not Jody. It's definitely the writing and the production. All right, Shirley, you want to do your second oh. pick? <laughs> so <Still> there. <laughs> we'll, we'll stay with Capaldi. Um, oh, but there's a couple of those. Oh, there's, I'm so torn because I love Bill. So the pilot was a great episode. Mm-hmm. And I loved Missy. And um, so therefore the, the Magician's Apprentice and the Witch's Familiar was a great episode. Yes, it was. But then I have to go with Zygon. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> On my list, On my too, list damn it. too. <laughs> brilliant. And I think what makes it even more brilliant is it was written probably a year or more before it aired. Really? Because... Well, it had to be written first, and then it had oh, to sure. be acted out. And so uh, it, it was probably written about a year before it aired, and yet it aired in such a significant time because of all the terrorist activity that was mm-hmm. going on at the time. Mm-hmm. So here you had the whole French um, in Paris, that whole terrorist 
stuff that when they killed everybody, I, what was it in the train station? Yes. Or and that was the week afterwards, you get this Saigon in, in invasion thing and you get the whole being outed by the Saigons outing their own people to make, to make them look like everyone's a terrorist. And it was just like so relevant. It, it really, really stuck with me. Mm -hmm. And then of course the war speech, I mean, I think to me that was Capaldi's. That was Capaldi's speech. Was the war speech? No, I, I can see that. Not just that one. Yep. No, I agree completely. You know, uh, and it's so true. Everybody's got to sit down and talk yeah. at the end. Mm -hmm. It's where we're going. Oh, it was really well done, and I loved to you know, you know, say what you will about Jenna. She played a great Zion. Oh yeah, she was really good. In <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. She was awesome, and you know, it was great because you it was a unit story it was great because you had you never knew who were the zygons and who wasn't and it it was so it was great yeah. it was and it was just and the doctor or the president of the earth you know it was just awesome and you had the major in there again and you had you had everybody mm -hmm. in there. you had you know a lot of great you know you had yeah and you know that was good you know and the whole thing with oswin and you know coming back and it was great you know because so many people we got two stuck. of them out yeah. of here. exactly because yeah. you know because so, exactly because so many people didn't you know were so upset that you know missy killed you know Right. But you didn't know which one she killed. So, and that always was like, and to this day, Ingrid Oliver still gets, you know. So, which one are you? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a good episode when the when the secondary characters just light up the screen, like Osgood, Kate oh, Stewart. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were yeah. they were mm -hmm. so good in this. I I could go back and watch this again and again. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, Osgood being just like a Doctor yes, Who fan, yes, yeah. wearing the scarf, I mean, and... you know, it's it's like she she's us, so that's why we all related so well. I mean, she's a Doctor Who fan, like like the oh, I forget the name of the character in um, oh, was it Under the Lake? Um, the one who was like, oh, it's the Doctor, it's the Doctor. We get to go and travel with the you know. Oh, it was yeah, like that was a great story, yeah. also. That was a great story. That's what I'm saying. Capaldi had so many good stories. Mm -hmm. No, agreed completely. And that, yeah. that two-parter, I think, that's one of my highlights for the Capaldi era. Just writing-wise and mm -hmm. direction. And, you know, like the end of the first episode, the Clara Zygon blows up the airplane. Yes. It's just like... It's, it's awesome. And then does a complete James Bond get out of, you know, out of it at the end, in the beginning of the yeah, next yeah, episode. Yeah. It, it was just, it's just, it's just great. <laughs> I love that season because that's when they were doing like um, two-parters yes. mm -hmm. uh, throughout most of the season. And I just love the flow of it. I thought they were all pretty much well-developed, but that it, it peaks with those two in particular. Oh, very much so. And, you know, that's, that's a go-to, you know, like, ah, what do I want to watch today? The Zygon <laughs> story. Okay. All right. <laughs> Not going to argue there. It's, it's yeah. just awesome. Nope. All right. My next one, I'm going to actually rewind a little bit and go two seasons before. And we blew right past the day of the doctor. Uh, no, that's <laughs> the 50th nice. anniversary. 
Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's a, almost, that's a given. I almost feel like, uh, it's a, that's a, one that we all agree on. Nobody it's else like, said it. Uh, no. Well, actually, actually, actually JD po- uh, posted it in the comments. Uh, yes. From the airlock. Okay. Uh, we did we give that. wi-fi to the airlock again uh, 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 we've got some other comments in there too but um uh, and i'll get to those in a minute but um that was just great because you had tenant come back yeah. as the 10th doctor you had you know both you know you had him interacting with matt and they played off oh, each other so, so well and then you had of course the war doctor yeah john hurts just- john hurts John Hurt was just awesome. It's like, what? What is it with these screwdrivers? It's not a weapon, you know. <laughs> he was, he was, he was almost like he was the younger one of the three of them, and right. you know, but he was like lecturing, yes. them, you know. And I was actually, and I was kind and, of worried, yeah. We'll build a and I was worried up, yeah. that Billy Piper was coming back. I thought, oh, oh this like, could oh, be a disaster, Rose, no, but it wasn't no. at all. I mean, they. Well, yeah. it could have been a disaster because it was originally supposed to be like the, you know, the the, the nine, ten, yeah. and eleven, right? Together, yeah. right. and since not, you know, since obviously, you know, ties were broken at that point with uh, uh, Chris, uh, you know, it could have been a nightmare to rewrite and everything like that. But boy, Stephen really nailed it. Uh, stepped up and, and knocked it out of the park. And that was what was great about the end of the lot, the season before that, when they were in the doctor's timeline or whatever, and, you know, and they had ended with introducing, you know, you know, John Hurt as the doctor. The doctor. <laughs> it was just like, <gasps> and, and you know, ev- happening? Every, everyone, because everyone had heard that the Zygons were the bad guys by this point, And they were all going, oh, he can't be the doctor. It has to be a Zygon <laughs> pretending to be the doctor. Kind of like, you know, the next doctor or something like that. Yeah, but no, he was he the was, doctor. They, and it, it was awesome because they tackled the, the end of the, you know, time war with both fists and everything. And cause we had heard and heard and heard over the seasons before that, all about the time war, but you know, this, you got to experience and, you know, Gallifrey falls no more, you know, and the whole thing with the painting and everything. And it was, it was a great 50th anniversary. And the surprise of having, having Tom Baker. Oh, yes. I mean, really. Tom Baker. Oh, yeah, still yeah. gives me chills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I so mean, amazing. Yeah. Four doctors. <laughs> and, and it was awesome seeing that. And I just, having Tom as the caretaker was awesome. And it was just like. And the relationship with him and Matt was so cute. Oh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't call me. Maybe I'm you. Exactly. <laughs> And it, it was just awesome. And it made you, everyone guess. And I remember because um, Alan was hosting an event through uh, Hulanta slash Timegate um, at the hotel for the anniversary. And so everyone had watched it earlier and then they were re-showing it. And everyone was still ooing and eyeing when we were watching it in the, uh, on the, with everybody else. And it was awesome because we were in an auditorium basically and watching it and you know when tom showed up it was just like oh <laughs> you know everyone was like that and everyone cheered when you know what 12 doctors no Me. 13 <laughs> <laughs> and you saw the eyebrows yes. <laughs> it, it it was so awesome and it was, it was there were so many 
great parts in that, you know, anything from as simple when they're walking through the museum and they pass a fez and he, Matt goes to pick it up and Clara goes, can't you just walk past one of those once? (laughs) Nope. 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 Just just the the TARDIS hanging from a helicopter and Matt hanging from it. Oh, God. Just so Mm -hmm. many wonderful moments. Oh, that was just awesome. And call it, and going into the into the basement and calling the guy right at the top saying i know you just think you saw me but blah 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 this is the doctor yeah. you know the whole thing it's like it made it brought back the tiny whiny stuff all over oh, again oh god yes and everything and it it was just so and what they the events they did the from the paul mcgann short yeah they did mm-hmm. right before that you know did somebody call a doctor i know i'm not the one you were expecting <laughs> and it was and i because nobody knew nobody knew that he was coming back and it was just awesome and you know i was getting ready for work and i was watching it on my phone oh something for the 50th anniversary and all of a sudden i went i cheered at the top of my <laughs> lungs when i saw him again and it, like judy was like are you okay what's wrong and i was Oh, <laughs> and it it was just awesome and then when they did the uh the special with the other doctors you know tying oh, into god, that that was the so good doctors. too the five-ish yes. doctors was, was that was just, the anniversary was, just, was perfect event was, it really was it yeah. was so much fun so much fun mm-hmm. it was it was great i'm i'm so thrilled and moffat pulled it off which was did. great <laughs> and everything yeah. mm-hmm so it was cool. All right. So we got the day of the doctor. What do we got from our list, our people on Facebook? Uh, well, um, on that note, like I said, uh, JD had mentioned the 50th anniversary special made me so happy. It was a total glorious nerd fest. Uh, Mark Heavenen chimed in with Five-ish Doctors reboot was awesome as well. Cool. Uh, we've got um, uh, Sharon Reed said, I really enjoyed Husbands of River Song and the Zygon Invasion for Peter Capaldi. It's on my list. Um, Mark Heffernan said for Capaldi, Thin Ice and Twice Upon a Time. Uh, I do like Thin Ice a lot. Uh, That's a really fun one. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, and Rob Levy joined us. Uh, He threw a little bit of shade on the uh, on uh, the uh, Doctor Falls episode. Uh, So he says the Bill plotline would have been better if we didn't see it with Danny Pink first. Um, so, uh, so yeah, there's Rob there, but, um, Hey, at and, least and, yeah, we didn't get cyber that... brigadier. <laughs> yeah, don't even don't see like, why did you even bring that up? We're talking about our favorite stuff, man. Okay. You had to bring it down. Um, but we've had a lot of people join us. Um, uh, you know, uh, the award-winning Bobby Nash has been here. Uh, you know, the mayor of chicken town has been, uh, spying on us. Uh-oh. Um, you know, uh rebecca mccoy uh raven right uh she's here hey hey, awesome. hey howdy hey um, hi <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah we got a lot of familiar faces here and uh um uh yeah uh, we could you know feel free to comment folks uh definitely are, would love to hear from you guys we got one more round to go so if you don't if we don't name your favorites um feel free to chime in yep, as we, only- we go into this final round we have eight done so far, so we got four more left, and we got a lot of Doctor Who still to cover. And, <laughs> you know, so, Shirley, you get to go first this time. All right, I'm going to go with. Um, speaking of Danny Pink, I'm going to go with Listen. Uh, that's oh, Listen! A good one. Awesome. Yes. Great episode. Um, you got to 
you got to see the doctor's fears in this and how they developed, how his fear of the dark and his fear of under the bed and how that all started. Was that Clara grabbing his leg what started him with that fear, you know, and, and wanting to know what's outside at the end of the universe with the, with the four knocks? Was that, you know, was that his fear? It, it, I thought it was a brilliant episode. And who is this pink of the future if Danny's dead? Mm-hmm. You know, how could he be a descendant of Danny Who Pink. is Orson Pink? Yes. Exactly. Mm. Uh, who is Orson Pink? Exactly. exactly. That was that was an interesting episode. It was. Because it was fairly, it was still fairly early into Capaldi's era. And I feel like he was still trying to find himself as the doctor. And, you know, because he was still the whole thing. Am I a good man? Am I a, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, but it was, it was interesting because it explored a lot of his psyche, but it also explored Danny's psyche, what's behind him. And Clara was the one going between all mm-hmm. of those. It was right. really interesting. And fear being, which what the doctor is, fear being a superpower. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he, the doctor used his fear of things to try to help people. Mm-hmm. And I love the scene because the doctor was sitting on top of the TARDIS. Yes, yes. Yes. That, yes. That, that, was, that was totally cool. It was like <laughs> Zen yeah. moment. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love the idea that I mean, yeah. there's, there's two ways you can go with fear. You can either lash out or you can use it to understand another person's point of view. You can use it to create mm-hmm. empathy. So. And, and the doctor, right. you know, always at least tries to take the the empathy path first right. mm-hmm. well that's what i enjoyed about it because fear can can hold you in your steps it can it can make you uh you can take it inward and just do nothing with your life because you're so fearful or you can embrace it and use it as an energy and use it as a superpower to keep going mm-hmm. And I thought it was a great message, all in all, you know, especially because I think at that point there was a, there were a lot of younger viewers, you know, since it was coming off the Matt Smith era, mm. basically. That um, yeah, I, I I really liked it, and I liked the interaction of uh, of Rose and uh, of Rose Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, wow. and Danny, of Clara and Danny and the Doctor. It was it was it was fun again, you know. This was while it was, that was when the relationship was still young and everything. So it was They're good. Wide-eyed and innocent, <laughs> goofy kids. Right? Wide-eyed and innocent. Like, how did you know my name was, what is it, um, Rupert? Mm-hmm. Oh, you told me. Uh, yeah, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said it. Well, maybe I saw it on a letter or something, you know. It's, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it proved Clara to yeah. be a very good yeah. Oh, very much. <laughs> very, very much so. so yeah. Awesome. All right. Mary, you're next. All right. I am. Um, I had a couple from Jody's era. Well, three from Jody's era. I was going back and forth, um, but I think I'm going to choose Rosa. Awesome. Because it was. Well, I, I will admit, I there is a flaw with the villain, but it doesn't matter because they they rightly focus take take this focus off of that and really put the focus on Rosa and her journey and how important she was and what, what needed to happen and how, Mm -hmm. I mean, and the doctor wasn't there to, to 
to blow anybody up or to or she just mm -hmm. she 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 just needed to make sure that Rosa did this one specific thing, or at least it, it wasn't even her, it was Rosa. She just needed to be there to, to kind of just make sure this happened. And I love how she had to make the, make sure the companions didn't get up, that there, you know, there wasn't yes. space for her. But it, it wasn't her taking well, over. That was Graham. It was her. Oh, it was, right. it was Graham. Yeah. yeah. And Graham, <clears throat> who actually was so hurt by the fact that um, he had to be the one because right. she would yeah because she wouldn't allow him to sit it was his fault that she got dragged off and all that you know it was this was right after losing grace so it, it was difficult and, for him well but it featured graham which was awesome <laughs> and, you know. and, and for <laughs> yeah. once well, yeah. they didn't shy away from the violence of the era i mean ryan no. mm -hmm. experiences racism you know almost as soon as yeah firsthand and they don't mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's not a lot of times in Doctor Who, they'll just, you know, everyone will just kind of forget what it was really like in those eras. But but not this time. I mean, mm -mm. this time they, they, they let you know right right from the start, this is what it was like. And unfortunately, what it's still mm -hmm. like in a lot of ways. Yeah, I thought the yeah. inclusion of that one, the bad guy for the story, I thought that could have, it could have gone completely without mm -hmm. him well the only reason he was I, I think well it came off wrong he was there basically to make the story because he wanted to stop rosa parks from getting you know from sitting in that seat right because he was a, he was a racist from the future he was a racist but that's what i'm saying you really didn't need an alien for this you could have used any other person in uh, even a human that went back in time that somehow got a hold of it. Uh, you didn't need an alien. There were so many racists among the in the time back then. Oh, very much so. To bring in a racist alien is like, what are you thinking? Mm -hmm. This is absurd. How would an alien even become a racist? You know, I mean, was he a human from the future? We don't even know what he yeah, was. Yeah, he just he was he was yeah. completely unnecessary because that already existed yeah, totally. at the time. There was just like you said, yes. no reason for him to be exactly. there. Yeah, he was redundant. Oh, exactly. That I think that was the worst part of that episode, but it is a wonderful episode. And again, yeah, with absolutely. a lot of yeah. great performances. Oh, yes, very much so. I agree completely with that. Awesome. Great pick. Mr. Mike. Well, uh, since I started by going at the uh, start of the 10 years of the decade, uh, I figured I'd finish my last pick with uh, the last of the decade. Uh, and my favorite episode from the last season is Nikola Tesla's uh, Night of yes. Terror. Yeah, that awesome. one was on my list too. The, the idea of the doctor meeting Tesla in particular, but throw in Edison and then that whole time period um, is, is just something that I'm surprised took so long to happen. Um, and it doesn't disappoint. Uh, th this is a fun story. It's full of uh, really cool Easter eggs for those people who uh, know that time period. Um, you know, it's got the Scythra in it, which again, sometimes in these historical ones, as we just mentioned, the villain sometimes is the weakest part, but that's not the fun of it, right? The fun of it is, you know, the doctor uh, interacting with history, actual history, and 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 seeing how that's depicted and i think in this case it it works really really well 
Yeah, I so remember the scorpion monsters from the history books. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ones that were related to the um, to the arachnids. Yes, exactly. Because they looked almost identical. Oh yes. God, yes. The makeup they just like. All right, we're running out of budget. What yeah, we have? We, we still have oh, the arachnids lying around. Well, on the cruise, uh, there was this uh, gentleman, uh, Mark Goodman, from um, Millennial Effects. Mm -hmm. And um, not Mark. Yeah, Mark, I think. Um, And he was saying, and he had done some of the new monsters of uh, of, uh, Whitaker's era. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he also had done the monster in in the caretaker, the one on the wheels with the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one that looked like on a handicapped thing. Um, wheelchair. Um, it was. Uh, he said that you can't use what you've used before, really, because they are. Yeah, they belong to different. Um, they you can't you can't use in the new series under different showrunners what is licensed. Oh, really? interesting. In, in the older shows. So this is why you're always coming up with new monsters. This is why you have Tim Shaw. This is why you have the the one that looks like the the Rachnos, whatever they're called, yeah. uh, the Scorpion ones, and all these other new monsters are coming out. And why you had that strange Dalek at the end, and not not the regular ones, because I guess it's a licensing thing, really, and a copy that you can't use. Yeah. That's very interesting. Now it's it was that's interesting that you know that is but it's a great great story and actually for me that was the first story that yaz started picking up they started really focusing mm-hmm. on her character because mm-hmm. i think she was the breakthrough for this last season mm-hmm. yeah i agree too. you know they they toned uh, graham down and ryan we don't even know what yeah. you know the deal is with ryan you know well they now, they? they're well they're going to be gone as the holiday special ryan and graham yeah. yeah but which is sad which is sad but you know but yes this was the first one where she went off with tesla and you know she experienced all this and they were focusing on her and they had given her plenty of chances to do that in the first season but it just didn't catch even the stories that focused on her didn't catch exactly exactly because that almost went on my list because it was a great great story i love that episode and you know that was another one that didn't really have to have aliens in it and the same things would have happened but you know that's neither here nor there with what we're talking about because with yaz i think they finally decided let's start picking this character they had to you know do it because i think they got a lot of complaints that it was they were focusing on the white gentleman, the first season, you know, and with Graham, who we all love on the show. Oh, hail Graham. Exactly. You know, episode two. Sandwich named after him. (laughs) Jody in the chat. Jody in the chat room says the same thing. All hail Graham. All hail Graham. Yes. That is awesome. But yeah, so I definitely think this one, it was brilliant. I love the looks on, um, especially Ryan and Yaz's face when they were realizing everything that Tesla had invented and, you know, and it's in the history books, but it was never, it's always behind Edison and, you know, and it's just, it's a shame that, you know, was like that. 
So. And the casting of both of those figures was on point too. I mean, uh, Doctor Who frequently gets it right with casting, and and uh, they uh, and yeah, they just nailed it there too. So, oh yeah, it's it's a very fun episode, and like I said, it's it's my favorite of the last season. One of my favorites so far of Jody's run. Um, and there were like Mary, I only had three of those on my list. I only had three of Jody's on my list of uh, I think I picked like fifteen or so, and. Mm-hmm. And I knew we wouldn't agree on the other on the third one. Uh, <laughs> well, we do have honorable mentions coming in a few minutes, so we'll see. But um, my last pick is also a Jody Eris episode, and I'm going to do Fugitives of the Jadoon. Yes! <laughs> that would have been <laughs> This one episode, I don't know how they kept the story quiet. The whole the whole thing with you know you know oh Captain Jack's coming back you know everyone was like oh Jack's back oh that's great you know and you know because but you know exactly look over here look over here look at this here and then to bring out the whole other doctor and it was just like what the hell was going on when jody saw the tardis buried and it was just like and it was like what the heck I don't remember them leaving the TARDIS there. What's going on? And then her coming out and it's like, uh, it, it was, it was my watershed moment for the whole season. When, you know, when she came, let's take it from the beginning on the doctor. I am a traveler through time and space. And it, it was just like, and then you're trying to figure out the whole time. What <laughs> you know? I, I've got to watch this again. I got to figure this out. You know, type thing. You know, where is she from? Who is she? Where does she fit in the timeline? Is she the next Doctor or something? And it's I don't. And I definitely don't think we're done with this story by far. I no. don't know. And I think I think you know. Please, Chris, don't screw this up. Yeah. Please, <laughs> you know, because this is it. It is awesome, and it really. That that was the shining moment of the season for me, and it just and for Chris Chibnall to hide that and you know not say, and he was just saying, "Oh, this episode is going to change Doctor Who lore forever," and I said, "What, Captain Jack's back? That's not going to change, you know." And it it was it was great. It really yeah, that really, really was got great. me excited again about Doctor Who because mm-hmm. after Jodie's mm-hmm. first season, though I loved Jodie, I was just really kind of disappointed in how things turned out. But Fugitives, nope, Fugitives exactly. of the Jejun, just I'm like, oh yes, we're back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, it's like, oh, finally, we're good, we got it, and I'm just, I was just amazed, and you know, that you know from the Jadun coming back and the doctor, you know, it, it kind of like threw me. It's like, all right, she has the same DNA as the other doctor. Why wouldn't they, you know, be able to scan her and say, oh, this is the one we're looking for, the fugitive. But, and then you'd be asking, why is she the fugitive? You know, that type of thing. It's like, I know how they had to play it out type thing, but it was, it was just interesting to see. And I'm, I'm excited by it. And would I like to see her as the next doctor? Yes. I would love to see her as the next doctor. I think it would be Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth would be awesome. 
course, the British are not as familiar with Dr. Ruth yes, as the Americans. Oh, I know. I don't think I don't think they did. So I don't think Chibnall would have named her Dr. Ruth had he no. really explored what that meant. <laughs> well, let me tell you, little boys. Let me tell you what you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> so now it, it's like you know when they said doctor when people started calling her dr ruth i just had to be like a 13 year old and go snicker 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 you know <laughs> but yeah so those are our lists folks that is yeah. our 12 best of the last decade um anyone have any honorable mentions that were not mentioned i have one uh, it's, okay. it's a uh, matt smith episode and it is the Crimson Horror. That was one of my. I so much. Diana Rigg. Well, that one felt like it was a like a closet, uh, you know, like basically like a closet uh, for a spinoff, you know, like a pilot for the Pat and Nostra Gang. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah, and it, no, it was awesome. All you know, Vastra and Jenny and Strax yeah. were awesome. And Ada is such a wonderful character. Oh God, yes! It was, it was so well done, and you know, you had Mrs. James Bond. Diana yeah, exactly. Played her daughter, right? It was awesome. It was, it, it was a great, great episode. So, yep, that's a good one. That was on my list. That was one of them. Anybody else? Uh, I, I thought. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, the first two episodes of of Jody's second season, Spyfall, I thought were really, really good. Um, we had shown it. We show premieres and finales here at the restaurant on a big screen. Nice. And the the reaction was was amazing. When you're with other people, to you know to to enjoy it. Maybe that made it more special for me. But even though I'd seen it with other people, I still went on the weekend to see Aww. it in the movie theater. It's a two parter. And on the big screen, I don't know if anybody else saw it on the big screen. It was absolutely amazing it was made for the big screen mm-hmm. it felt like a, it felt and, like a movie uh, in the movie in the yeah, movies yeah it did. they 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 did that one in the movies like they they do every year now they're doing something in the movies. and i love and, it when, uh, yeah. i loved it when they said oh and this was, was the master plan <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> oh i was like oh, wait a minute another yeah. big surprise uh, that was a good surprise another big surprise exactly that was awesome yeah. all right any others uh the two i have on my list that uh, we haven't mentioned so far are the husbands of river song because i'm i'm always a I sucker for a great river story and uh and and that's is that yeah sure and peter just are you know amazing oh um and i loved the whole time he had to play dumb about the tardis <laughs> and everything <laughs> yeah that's so good oh my God. uh uh and then uh and then when she opened it up for the cocktail he, he like he didn't even know <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Oh, and the last <laughs> the, the last moment of them together is just the yeah. sweetest uh-huh. it's just the sweetest uh moment um and it it brings you right back to her introduction with david uh oh very much so like it's just sort of like you know makes it all like just sort of sort like if there's no more river stories officially uh that they film i i'll be disappointed but at least they kind of wrapped it up that was a really good way to end it you know 
they should have ended it with the river song theme. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they should not have. <laughs> uh, and the other one that I picked, uh, my third choice from the Jody era was Witchfinders. Oh, okay. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, know, Alec I, know that you, I know that you guys Alec weren't Alec as high on that one as I was, but I just thought it was a lot of fun. The Doctor... Uh, in the era of the witch trials and all that was just a, a blast and uh, um, and Alan Cumming to me like makes that story even better because he's just great fun mm-hmm. yeah. and it's it's also the first episode where they actually use the fact that the woman was a doctor uh, that the doctor was a woman mm-hmm. yeah that's to true. show yes. the fact that she was powerless um because i always felt people were like oh they made the doctor a woman blah 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 well this was the problem with with the show i felt is that the doctor's the doctor no matter what body you put the doctor in the doctor is the doctor Mm -hmm. how you perceive the doctor Mm -hmm. is on you Mm -hmm. so you're the person that's changing not the doctor themselves they're always the same person so whether the doctor is young or whether the doctor is old you're looking at them completely differently uh, the fans didn't give Capaldi a break because he wasn't young Matt Smith anymore. Nope, exactly. And now, again, not giving Jodie Whittaker a break because she's not a man. She's not a male. So I thought they could play on that more uh, in the show itself, that it's not the doctor who's changed. She she doesn't have to make her own sonic to prove that she's the doctor. You know, So now she's got to do all these things to prove that being a woman is as good as being a man. Nope, agreed completely. Agreed. Totally. That's so true. instead of changing the doctor to, to prove who she or he is, you've got to try from, from the doctor's perspective to change the people viewing the doctor because it's with them that the fault lies, mm. not with the doctor. Right. So I, I wanted to see more stories in that. And they pointed just in that one time when she was on the log, chained to the log, and she couldn't get loose to where she, and where she was yelling at, um, at, at, the, at the crowd, saying, I'm not used to not being listened to. <laughs> yeah. And the reason she's not listened to is because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Nope. So that was the only time I saw that, that in the beginning that they used that. And I was, I really wanted to see more of it. I wish they would, truthfully. Absolutely. Yeah, I enjoy, I, that was another aspect that I enjoyed too. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. All right, my t- I have two on my list real quick. And then we'll find out what everybody else on, on Facebook had to say. Uh, my other ones was Mummy on the Orient uh, Express. Yes, I had that That's a fun one. That's <laughs> a fun one. Which is a real fun one. And I wish that conductor would have... <laughs> stayed with the doctor yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that was really awesome and it was it was just a great thing and that one just showed how inhuman the doctor was he was letting people die left and right in that one to figure out yeah. what the mummy was and anything that was just that was just awesome and the other one i have is the impossible astronaut uh, yeah i had that Man. one too mm. okay oh so good you know, mark shepherd Mark Shepard as Canton the third. the third was awesome. And you know, with the all the twists and turns. Oh, with the doctor getting shot right at the very beginning by yes. the astronaut. Yep. And the uh, silence. And, and oh yeah, the silence, mm-hmm. Richard Nixon, it's, you know. So the doctor good. has a beard. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. 
Uh, will I be remembered? Uh, How will they remember me? Exactly. <laughs> oh, and the, I love the scene when they're in the soda shop and, you know, the doctor had just been killed and, you know, and they saw that there was another invitation sitting there and the doctor comes out of the bathroom just and River's like, this is cold. This is cold even for you. <laughs> it was It was just awesome. And now there's just, yeah. it's just great. Great setup mm-hmm. to a great And Churchill, story. I think, was in that one, too. Right? Mm-hmm. Ex- Churchill was Ch- in that one. Didn't he come yeah, back? No, I was, uh, was it? Yeah, it was it no, Church, it was Nixon there. Churchill came back at the season this, finale. Yeah. When, when, oh, when oh, it was oh, the, all yeah, the, world, the, the right. wedding of River Song. The, the wedding yeah, yeah. of River Song. Right. I'm confused with the doctor. Because the doctor had the okay. beard in that okay. one because he was the soothsayer right, or whatever right. in that one. Right. And so, yeah. But it, it was it was very it was just awesome in that because that's where you got in, like you said got introduced to the silence and poor Amy you know oh and the scenes in the asylum uh you know and seeing yeah. all the Talk all the silence down. Yeah. oh and that poor guy who was yeah. running the asylum had been his memory had been wiped so many times yeah yes. yeah it was like <laughs> And the little girl in the astronaut suit. Mm-hmm. It was just like, what the heck is going on? No, it was it was awesome. So those are our picks. What do we got? Uh, well, we've got a few more uh, as we're ready to wrap this up. Uh, a few more uh, that uh, from the last decade, our favorite episodes. Um, let's see. Uh, Jody Perel said hell bent for her. She gives a vote for that mm-hmm. one. Uh, Felicity says she loves listen as well. Um, and then Mark Heffernan said the historical episodes are the highlight of the Jody era so far, with the haunting of Villa Diodati being That's really a, well that done. That was really fun. I, I I agree with the first half of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love the first. I love the first half. Uh, not sure about the second half. But, oh, when um, they introduce the Cyberman or the partial Cyberman? Yeah, yeah they, they, when it when it becomes a prelude to the the next Timeless episode is when type, I kind of yeah. when it starts to fall apart for me. But um, and then Alan lists every other episode we did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, <laughs> he has of a course list. He of he course has he a does. list here. Uh, His top ten. <laughs> yeah, he has a list here. Uh, Girl who waited, which is an amazing episode that yep. almost made my list. Uh, God complex, mm-hmm. Cold War, Hide, Flatline, Last Christmas, uh, Under the Lake, Before the Flood, Smile, mm-hmm. Thin Ice, Extremis, uh, the Serengas Conundrum, Okay, uh, Kerblam. And yeah. the haunting, Sorry, Alan, for the haunting of Villa Diodati. <laughs> no. no, we talked about that when he was on the episode. Yeah, on. I think we did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then a lot, his last one is another vote for the haunting of Villa Diodati. So I think uh, I also would have added so, yeah, Amy's of... choice now that I think about it. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. That, that was the one with the Dream Lord, wasn't it? No, yeah. that's the one where Amy, no. is, well, you have two different Amy's. Yeah, but... You have old Amy. No. Oh, Amy's choice was mm-hmm. that one. Well, old Amy is. Uh, oh, I thought that was. Um, I'm thinking no. of Girl Who Waited. The Girl Who so, Waited. Oh no, I you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Amy. I get the titles mixed up. Yeah. Yeah, because no, yeah, yeah. A- Amy's choice was when um, they were well, that, in the that's dream. That's a really good one too. Was, 
Yeah. With all the birds. Yeah, that was awesome. And I, they didn't do anything with the Dream Lord because you thought there was going to be something, oh, he's going to become like the new Valyard. Yeah. I know I said the V word, folks, you know. but He's, he's off having tea with a celestial toy maker and, and the meddling monk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that that was a great episode, too. And, you know. We had some great stuff over the last 10 years. And so hopefully yeah. we'll, we'll get a, a season or two in the next 10 years. So it should be cool. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a shorter list if you did the worst episode. Oh, well, oh, we yeah, can have fun with that. Fun you know. with that. <laughs> Maybe that might be our next Facebook Live. The you know, 12 no. worst episodes. So it's a doctor. Alan uh Alan is uh is is holding firm. He's a Kerblam <laughs> is the best in all caps. <laughs> okay. Well, we definitely would uh, love to hear dream, from folks Alan. at home also. please Uh, please please folks at home and also facebook live if you want to do more let us know if we missed any others um and what your favorite we'd love to see the list we'll talk about it but um definitely would love to hear from you guys please write us at earthstationwho at esonetwork.com we definitely would love to hear from you guys you know there's tons of great you know stuff out there thank you everybody for who has been writing to us we actually did get a piece of email that we'll talk about real quick if we keep on going and talking we have so much people um who have written us and this gentleman who did write us his name's uh Bill Lemond, um, he has written a couple of the other shows. He actually is one of our patrons. And so thank you very much. Uh, for those who don't know, ESO Network does have a Patreon. And all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO Network. And this show will go up 48 hours before it goes out to the general public. Um, Earth Station One goes out to the so the patrons before and so does the dragon con report but we also have a brand new podcast called the eso board silly which is just the board members of the eso network just sitting around talking and we did recently a summer drink um, program and that just went <laughs> out live um we also you know have special episodes and bloopers and certain things put out by different podcasts of the network and you know just it's all exclusive just to our patrons and so and i'm willing to announce right now that um coming very soon to patrons at a certain level you can get magnets that say i survived the geek seat (laughs) that's right folks so yes if you um want to become a patron all you have to do for as little as 25 cents a week that's not too shabby these days. Um, you know, that's less than a cup of coffee. You can actually, even at your restaurant, right? That's less than a cup of coffee there. <laughs> less than a cup of coffee. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure. But it's it's less than a cup of coffee, and you could help support the ESO network. And thank you, everyone. Um, you know, the, it's pretty darn awesome that you guys have and everything who've been supporting. So uh, Bill wrote us, Dear Whovians. I had to try half a dozen times to hear The Secret of Navasham in your great Greatest Show in the Galaxy episode. It's my attention deficit, but I suspect many, if not most of your listeners, are trying to do something relatively mindless with their hands while they listen to you. I missed it while I was looking through email at least four, three or four times. I missed it while cooking an omelet for my roommate. 
I finally heard it while cleaning the cat's litter box. <laughs> kind of ironic that he heard it then. <laughs> yeah. I said, would it be possible for each of you to have access to an on-screen button you could click as you talk to trigger about a quarter note's worth of tones, including subject is about to change or subject title about to drop? I would love that. I'm actually on the short bus for a variety of reasons, all from the neck up, including non-hyper, daydreaming, attention deficit. I need all the help I can get, so please help me. We'll try to do that, you know. It's, and he said, I have a friend visiting who says he can stay just long enough to watch The Secret, Secret of Novice Hom. And I love listening now to you guys discuss Greatest Show. It's one of our favorites, and Sophie Aldridge and Sylvester McCoy are among my favorite people, not just in Doctor Who. They are great they people. Really are. We've met both of them. They are pretty amazing. However, I didn't think it works. <laughs> and someday, with the ruling, this is how he worded it. It's a different paragraph, so that's how he. That's why I didn't go into it. However, I don't think it works. And someday, with the ruling, what you love part of my web comic series, I'll sh show you Bellboy diverted the stone aliens by introducing them to then current level of home video games. I can see the two older aliens happily complaining and that the kid always beats them. They'd be too busy to having fun caring about the message with anyone else. Well, they'll probably want to organize a tournament of some kind with the video game. I love the story, even though my life experiences make me sad for what happens to the circus staff and mags. Okay. I'm actually reading Sophie Aldridge's book in hardcover at Childhood's End. I finished chapter two last night. They spent almost enough of proofreading. I found a couple of very tiny mistakes that don't interfere with understanding the narrative. The atmosphere from the beginning of chapter one is wonderful and me really care, though I guess that's maybe easier. The book description says 2020 Dorothy Ace is going to interface with Jodie Whittaker's doctor and her three companions. I would look forward to that. Yeah, God, that we would all be awesome. Would. That mm -hmm. would be awesome. Aldridge, uh, Sophie Aldridge had a couple of ghostwriters the whole with bit, uh, but I give her credit for knowing her character. And I need to get more info on the other stuff. Happy to support you through the ESO network on Patreon. Bill. Oh, thank, thank you, Bill. Bill. That was, that was very sweet. That was awesome. Um, that's just, that's great. Bill, you know, I hate to say this, Bill has been working his way up through the membership in our Patreon. And, you know, he started as a dollar listener and then he's moved his way up to the, some of the higher levels. So thank you, thank you for your support. We appreciate it. And I know he's also written Kevin over at the Flopcast and I know he's written a couple of the other shows too. So he pretty much said to us that he almost listens to every show. I think the only one he doesn't listen to is Cigar Nerds or something because he doesn't support smoking, he said. So, mm. understandable. But, you know, everyone, thank you whoever listens to our shows, and we appreciate it. Um, it's been great doing this Facebook Live thing. It was a lot of fun. Um, Shirley, thank you so much for joining yes, us tonight. Yes, it was thank wonderful you. having you. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're a ton of fun. Good luck with your restaurant endeavors. It sounds like a marvelous place. I need to be yes, there. Yes, we need to take a field trip uh, there. Point. I, I hope you can all... Yeah. We go. need to take our TARDIS there. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We, we have a... 
because of social distancing, I have a corner that is now um, blocked off and we have marked it as the TARDIS parking <laughs> space. So you're welcome to park your TARDIS right there. That is awesome. <laughs> that would be great. Do you want to promote the restaurant one more time? Okay, so we are the Pandorica Restaurant. We're in Beacon, New York at 165 Main Street. Um, we are going to be doing reservations only because of social distancing. When we open, uh, probably the end of next week, our phone number is 845-831-6287. And we would just love you to join us there. So we're going to be thrilled to be back open again. Folks, this is a, this is the total Doctor Who experience. You got to check it out. I. It was it was a wonderful time, and Shirley was so generous with her time when showing us around and everything. And you know, it was it, I was in heaven. I can't you know stay it enough. And heaven yeah. sent, <laughs> heaven sent, which is awesome. And of course, let's thank our regulars, Mr. Mike. As always, it's my pleasure. And yeah. Mary, always yeah, great to have thank you. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful to talk about all these great episodes. It was actually a lot of fun. And thank you to the folks who stuck with us tonight on Facebook Live. Really appreciate it. Yes, uh, thank thanks, you everybody. so much. And you'll be able to see this, you know, it'll be in archives on Facebook, I'm assuming, because Facebook keeps everything. So <laughs> it, it, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but on behalf of myself, Mike Faber, thank you so much for being here. And we will see you guys next time on Earth Station Home. And I think we're going to be looking at the Peter Davison episode next time, Enlightenment. Ooh. So, ooh. So, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> exactly. It should be kind of cool because we're going to be seeing ships in space, space, space. So, it should be a lot of fun. Until then, peace and take care of yourselves and be safe. Peace. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. everyone this is carrie the metal geek and i would like to invite you to hang out with myself and my fellow metal geeks as we have all kinds of discussions about heavy metal films and tv shows video games theme parks comic books and whatever else is tickling our geeks please visit our website at metalgeekspodcast.com and follow us on all the social medias including twitter facebook and instagram at metal geeks We are also proud members of ESO Network, so you can check everything out at esonetwork.com. Keep it metal, keep it geeky, stay safe, and see you on the next episode. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the TeePublic store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.